This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit biblicallliferecoverycenter.com. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Dwayne Modlin. So I wanted to start today's podcast off with some scripture. So 2 Timothy 4.2 says this, Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, Mm -hmm. correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. So today we're going to be talking about admonishing others, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Dwayne, and admonishing is not a fun thing. And no. if we find find joy in admonishing others, we've got a problem. Yes. It should never be a joyous occasion. It should be a, a somber, thought-through, prepared, because we love someone occasion. Yes. So let's talk about admonishment. Do we have to? We have to. Okay. Um, pastoring through the years... Uh, in, in different roles in pastoral ministry, uh, you you have to practice church discipline, and it's difficult mm-hmm. because people are involved, and your goal is not to hurt people. It, again, if admonishing to admonish is your heart here, don't do it. Right. And there are there are groups out there that give Christianity a bad name because that's yes. all they do. Yes, and this isn't the goal. The goal has to be in admonishing restoration. Mm-hmm. Your heart is for the, a relationship, their fellowship with the church, their fellowship with God, their fellowship with another believer to be r- restored. Paul in... First Corinthians chapter five deals with a very difficult issue in the church at Corinth. There's a young man sleeping with his stepmother and the church has refused to do anything about this sin. And Paul actually rebukes the church and says, it's like you're celebrating his sin. Don't you know, a little leaven leavens the whole lump and when sin spreads mm-hmm. And when we don't admonish it, when we don't deal with it, then it spreads like cancer through an organization, through a church, uh, in relationships, in families. So the reason we deal with it and have to deal with it, it's so it doesn't spread. Yep. So, so having a drug and alcohol rehab center, yeah. we, we have to deal with it, admonishing people all the time. Yes. Because again, if we don't, then other people look at that and say, well, I can do that too. Yes. And then we have this big p- problem on our hands. Yeah, and that's not God's will. So admonishment is a warning based on instructions from Scripture. Yes. So first off, we have to know what's in Scripture if we're going to admonish others. You know, Amen. Um, w- one of my big pet peeves is when people... T- tell me things that, and, and claim it to be scripture, but it's not. Mm-hmm. That, you know, wise in our own eyes, I think scripture calls it. Yes. But this is also a command from God. Yes. If we love people and God loves people, then we are to instruct them and, and admonish them for restoration, like you said. Yes, that, so, that has to be the goal. So who should be admonished, Dwayne? Um, well, the believer should be admonished if we see them going down a direction that is going to hinder their relationship with 
Christ, then it's our duty as a fellow believer to help them. Sometimes there's things in my life, Brandon, that I don't see that are there. I'm blind. I have a blind spot. I got a list for you. Okay. Praise the Lord. I hope that the goal is restoration though, but I have blind spots and sometimes I need other believers to come in and speak into my life and challenge me in those areas that maybe I have a blind spot. Maybe it's not a blind spot and I'm just in open rebellion too. And I need another believer to come into my life and to challenge me. Um, now, when they're doing that, they are not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I want to make clear. We are not the Holy Spirit when we're admonishing. We can speak into the issue, but we cannot change the heart. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. So when we're admonishing another believer, yeah. Also, unbelievers. So so, so how do you admonish a believer and okay. an unbeliever differently? Well, one, I can't expect a non-believer to live like a believer. Yes. I, I think this is where we get in trouble in the church, too. Uh, we're expecting people who aren't following Jesus Christ to act like they're following Jesus Christ. Paul deals with this in the First Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, he says, what, what have I got to do with judging those outside? That's God's job. My, my job in dealing with the unbeliever is really the gospel preaching the gospel, calling them to repent of their sins and to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's evangelism. Yes. I, I would say it has to be more evangelistic than anything else. Now, if they're an employee working sure. for me um, and they're they're not a, a believer, then if they're doing wrong on the job, I have to speak into that. But as far as dealing with sin issues, I, I think we really have to... Talk about the gospel there. Right, for sure. And again, uh, f- for a believer, it's about, you know, you say you're, you're a, follower. a follower of Jesus Christ and your life's not showing that. Yes. So it's an embarrassment to, yes. to our Savior. So, so brother, pull yourself back and, le- and let's, let's counsel you on how to change some things. Yeah. For an unbeliever, it's... Uh, we want you to know our Savior. Yeah, come know Jesus, we, repent. But there's also a form of safety there. Mm-hmm. You know, we can instruct a non-believer to to not use drugs. Yes. And when they use drugs, we can hold them accountable, accountable. because that's dangerous for their yes. lives. Yes. And talk about the danger to their souls, but we can't expect them to 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 understand the deep depths of sin no. without the Savior. Yes. And, and I think when we're approaching the non-believer, we have to keep that in mind. Uh, for the believer that had fallen into sin at Corinth, Paul uses some pretty harsh language. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, remove him from the fellowship, basically remove him from the church, and turn him over to Satan. Wow. Yeah. Right? But what was Paul's heart in it? Restoration. Restoration so that he would be saved, Paul writes, on the day of the Lord. Paul's goal there was that he would come to repentance, truly believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, not just a profession, but truly believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and follow him. And that should be the goal in any form of 
admonishing another person. Yep. So you said um, um, right before we started recording here, you said that my job is is doing a lot of the politicking for the lighthouse. Yes. Well, in the politicking for the lighthouse or in church life or in family life or in business life, we also have to make sure that we're admonishing people regardless of their position in life. So you see a lot of times that people, they, they don't want to they don't want to confront the rich person on their sin because they give a lot of money to our organization or they give a lot of money to our church yeah. or they support. But but scripture doesn't say admonish someone unless they're wealthy or unless yeah. they give a certain amount or unless they have power or control. No, it says regardless of their position. I, I think a lot of pastors, we have struggled with this. The issue of somebody who gives a lot, the issue of somebody that pours into the ministry a lot, and it becomes difficult because there's so many things tied up in it for us to go to that person and really deal with it. It, it, There's a a great example of this between Paul and Peter. Yeah. Paul, they're in a Gentile area, and Peter is with Paul and the Gentiles, and Peter is hanging out with the Gentiles, and then some of the Jewish people from Jerusalem come, and Peter begins to back away from the Gentiles because of what the Jews from Jerusalem may think, and Paul calls him out on it. That had to be hard for Paul because Peter's considered one of the pillars of the church. He's one of the great leaders of the church, and he could have made it hard for Paul in his ministry, but Paul calls him out anyway. And I think that's the example we're supposed to follow. Sure. So, so, so then there's also a difference between admonishing someone and admonishing someone who's unruly. Mm. At, at, yeah. at some point, admonishment for someone who's unruly has to be sharp. And it has to be firm. Yeah. And it has to be backed up with consequences. First Corinthians five. Yep. Again. So, so we recently had a, a family that came to one of mm-hmm. our chapel services, and the and the children were just so unruly. I mean, yeah. th- running through the building, um, throwing instruments off the stage, and disappearing into the bathrooms, and hiding in lockers. You know, it, it, it was a disaster. And and we tried, we tried gently. Yes, we tried a little bit more firm, and then it became a thing where we had to get kind of in their face and say. This isn't appropriate. Yes. If you can't control your children, you need to leave. Yeah. Not because we don't love them. Yes. But they needed to see the extent of how their unruliness was affecting everything. Yeah. Specifically the kids. You know, we, we are a drug and alcohol rehab center, and we have guys that live with us that have Issues. deep, dark secrets. Yeah. And we can't have kids just running wild and disappearing. And no. we have rules for a purpose. And... And it was an unruly situation. We have rules to protect them. Yes. And and in the unruly situation, we had to come down really, really firm. Yes. And I think it was accepted well. It was because uh, the following Friday, the mother did her best to keep the kids. We helped her. And it was just a better situation. wasn't perfect. Right. But you could see where she was trying, and she was trying to do the right thing. And... and trying to honor our wishes, mm-hmm. and in honoring God in the process. We're not looking for perfection. No. 
um, just the fact that she heard yes, and she was seeking to, to continue to be a part. You know, my fear was when we, when we so adamantly got in their face and said, this has to stop now yeah. that we were going to drive them away. And that wasn't our goal. No, Our goal was, Hey, we love you enough to say this isn't going to work. Yeah. And for the safety of your family, we have to do something different. And I'm grateful she accepted it that way. Yes. Sometimes in our admonishing, we tend to slander or gossip. Yeah. And it, it, it tends to be a, a common thing. Mm-hmm. You know, well, let's talk to other people before we talk to them. And yeah. let's get people on our side. And let's, Scripture calls that sin. And, so, and I think we all struggle with it somewhat. In our admonishing, we cannot sin. We have to yep. we have to be blameless for sure. Because admonishment is an act of love. Yes. Um and, and love tainted with sin is just a hot mess. It is. Um so uh, I learned something from a guy named Ken Sonday. He's read an excellent book called Peacemaker uh, and has a wonderful ministry where he does conflict resolution with churches and different things. And we use the Peacemaker book in some of our um, groups at the Lighthouse. So yeah. we're excited about this. Yeah, I'm getting ready to start a, a new class on relationships using some of his materials. Excellent. But he gives the four G's in, in when we're dealing with admonishing and dealing with issues like this. The first is to glorify God. Uh, if we're trying to glorify God, we're not going to be slandering someone. Yes, for sure. Uh, the next one was get the log out of your own eye. Jesus commands us to do this. Let's make sure when we're admonishing that we're not doing the same thing that the individual we're trying to admonish. Uh, we're not being a hypocrite there. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, is gently restore. Our, our job is restoration again, and we should do it as gently as possible. Yes, sometimes we have to be forceful, but even doing that, we need to have the expectation of restoration. And then go and be reconciled. Uh, be reconciled over the situation. That's our hope for the person, that they go and they're reconciled with God, they're reconciled with people. Um, so four Gs, glorify God, get the log out of your own eye, gently restore Go and be reconciled, the four G's. Yep, and, and, and that's fantastic because it, it tells us the heart behind why we're to admonish others. You know, mm-hmm. um, we want to mend relationships. We want to mm-hmm. bring repentance. We want to give hope, and we want to stop sin. Absolutely. That should be the goal. Admonishing has to be an act of love um, and grace. It never should be out of harshness. It never should be, oh, I'm going to get you. Mm, yeah. um, sometimes if somebody has done something to us in the past and then, oh, they blow it. Oh, I got you now, right? And that should never be the heart. Um, our heart should be, man, Jesus loves you. I love you. Let's let's work on this. Let's. How can I help you fix this? Yep. It goes back to our first statement that says, if you get any joy out of admonishing yes. someone, then you need to. You better not do it. Yes. So uh, Galatians six one and two says this, brothers: If someone is caught in sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. 
I think part of admonishing others is is carrying their burdens. And I think mm-hmm. the lighthouse does that. Well, I hope the lighthouse does yes. that well. Carrying the burdens of others, whether it's the person who has deep, long-lasting, addictive tendencies, yes. or whether it's someone who's who's experienced abuse, or or is lonely, or hurting in some way, we want to come alongside them and and help carry their burdens. And sometimes that means admonishing them. Yes, saying the reason you're here is because of the sinful choices you're making. Yes. So glorify God mm-hmm. with your choices and, and then walk with them. You know, t- too often the church and, and Christians in the past have stood on a box in the street corner or behind a pulpit and said, stop sinning. Yeah. Which there's truth there, but but it's more than that. It's about walking and doing life with these folks and and, and building relationships and these things are what what kingdom work is about. It is not easy. It it is the toughest thing that we'll do. Yeah, stop sinning. Basically, kill your desires, and do it by yourself. Uh, it, it doesn't work that way, man. It doesn't. And and you know my my deep wish is that our churches could do the work that the lighthouse is doing, and we yes. wouldn't have to do this. Amen. Because the church was given the mission of God. Right. So, so the lighthouse isn't a an organization here trying to replace the church. No. The lighthouse is here to help the church see that there's a there's a better way to to handle broken people. Yes. Instead of just sending them away to a counselor. Yeah. Got to walk through them with their struggles in their life, and and that's hard. And and hard things are hard to do. Yeah. But it's so important. Uh, God has called us to step into the mess of people's lives and to get messy with them. Uh, that's what Jesus did for us. He stepped out of heaven, stepped into our mess, and, and, and loved us in the middle of our mess. And that's what we're called to. Uh, the Bible says that we are Christ's ambassador. And part of that job is calling people to be reconciled with God, but then showing them how that looks lived out in daily life, walking with them through that. Yeah. No, I, I don't want people to listen to this and say, oh, the lighthouse is, is hating on church Mm-mm. or hating on pastors or hating on believers. No, no, no. Um, we are actively involved in our local churches yeah. and we're trying to make a change from the inside out. I love the local church. The Bible says Jesus died for the church. I love the church but but our goal is to come alongside and assist yes. and and to to help them understand some some things that have fallen through the cracks yeah uh, so please don't take it as hating I, I spent 17 years ministering in local churches as pa- as pastors in in different roles and uh i love the church yeah. so so sometimes clarifying is a good thing yeah so as we wrap things up, um, what is the one last thing that you would want to tell someone about admonishing others? A word of caution. Um, be people of peace. Don't be divisive in your admonishing. Uh, your admonishing should not be with the purpose of division. It should be with the purpose of restoration, restoring people to the church, restoring people in families. That should be the purpose. 
if your admonishing is causing division and that's why you want to do it, mm-hmm. don't do it. So sometimes it's helpful to seek counsel before you admonish someone. Yeah. Um, speak to someone who is godly, who's walked the journey before, maybe further along in their walk with Christ. Uh, in Galatians 6.1, which you just read, uh, be spiritual. Uh, it, it, sometimes we na- may need spiritual wisdom from somebody that served Christ a long time and has that wisdom for us. Absolutely. So so this is the conclusion of today's podcast, Reflections of the Lighthouse, talking about admonishing others. If you would like more information about the Lighthouse, please visit our website at biblicalliferecoverycenter.com or find us on any one of our social media pages. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to next time. God bless. God bless.